Welcome to the Women in Leadership podcast. My name is Marianne Metz, and I'll be your host. As a female navigating the challenges that rise with leadership, I wanted to start a conversation with you as a woman in the workforce myself and offer a resource for leadership excellence. This podcast series is sponsored by Ascension Transformation Solutions, your business transformation technology partner. As you tune in to listen, you will meet Debbie Collard and Susan Ireland, our leadership experts who will be answering questions to offer you exclusive insights to help you thrive in your career. Stick around. Hi, and welcome back to the Women in Leadership podcast series. I have with me Debbie Collard and Susan Ireland. Thanks for joining me, ladies. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Marianne. In today's episode, we are talking about what executive coaching is and why it matters. Dr. David Brendel, a certified executive coach and psychiatrist, defines executive coaching as a high-impact process that empowers CEOs and other business leaders to understand their challenges and use their strengths to find solutions so that they can grow as leaders and grow their businesses. Ladies, let's just dive right into today's conversation and talk about what executive coaching means to you and when and why you decided to become an executive coach. Coaching. Coaching originated from the word stagecoach. It's a partnership between the coach and the client that helps take someone, the client in this case, from where they are to where they want to be. That includes overcoming obstacles, both seen and unseen. Coaches are objective and non-judgmental using a collaborative approach based on what the client wants because they're not tied to anyone's goals except the client's. There are many types of coaching. You've probably heard the term life coach, but there are more niches for types of coaching out there than we could even list during this podcast. Executive coaching is a specific niche of coaching that focuses on executives and other business leaders. And as you pointed out, Marianne, it helps leaders grow personally and also grow their businesses or organizations. It's probably important here to explain what coaching isn't. Coaching is not consulting. Consultants tend to be experts in certain fields, and they're very useful in many situations, such as when you need external assistance in their area of expertise. They may bring an agenda and possible answers to a client. Coaches have their true expertise in the coaching process, and their only agenda is to help the client get what they want to achieve. Coaching is also not mentoring. Mentors are wonderful, and they can be very helpful when their personal experiences and opinions can serve as a model of success for the client. Coaches are, though, experts in the coaching process and help clients even without firsthand knowledge of what the client experiences. Coaches are not therapists. Therapists often help clients fix problems, overcome issues, and sometimes even manage mental illness. Their work is often focused on things that have occurred in the past. Coaches do not see anything as a problem, only an opportunity. They focus on the future and on solutions. The therapist usually helps the client understand why, while the coach helps the client focus on how. The best description that I ever heard of the difference between therapy and coaching is this. Therapy helps someone move from dysfunction to functioning, while coaching helps someone move from functioning to excelling. I love that definition, Debbie. That, that's the first time I've heard that, and I think I'm going to use it to explain what coaching is. Um, I'd also like to emphasize that independent coaches are focused on the client's agenda, 
you're not talking to your boss, a peer, your spouse, each of each of whom may have their own agendas regarding how they want you to behave or what they think you should do. Coaching is all about you and your unique situation and goals. Coaches don't judge you. They help you overcome obstacles or they can help you overcome obstacles to achieve your goals. I use coaching myself and I'll continue to use coaching through the different phases of my life. I actually wish that I would have learned the magic of coaching earlier in my career because I think I could have accomplished even more than I did. Thank you both for sharing these thoughts. Debbie, can you share more to help our listeners learn how someone knows if they need a coach or could benefit from having a coach? First of all, I believe anyone can benefit from having a coach. In corporate America, coaching has sometimes been seen as something that is done for those who aren't performing well. Maybe they got promoted into a role they weren't ready for, or they hadn't had an opportunity to learn leadership skills along with their technical skills. You'd hear things like, let's get him or her a coach so they'll be a better leader, or let's get them coached up and sent to charm school, or worse yet, you'd hear things like, coaching is for losers. This attitude about coaching does a huge disservice, both to the individuals who could benefit from a coach and to coaching itself. I'll say it again, anyone can benefit from having a coach. But here are the top five indications, in mine and Susan's opinion, that you could really benefit from having a coach. Number one, you feel like you have no good choices, your hands are tied, and you're stuck. Number two, you can't seem to get motivated. You feel like a victim. You hate your current situation, and your life isn't where you want it to be. But who cares? You'd rather wallow in your misery. Number three, you are going through a transition, new job, new level, new location, new team, new something, and you want a partner to help you navigate the changes successfully. Number four, you can't seem to do anything right, and you want a partner to help you increase your performance. And finally, number five, you have a stretch goal to achieve, and you want to nail it. These are just a few examples, of course. There are a bazillion reasons for getting a coach and pretty much zero reason not to. Getting a coach is investing in yourself and in your future. And what better investment could there be than that? This is excellent advice. And to follow this conversation, I'd love to hear from both of you on my next question. What has your coaching experience been like? And do you have any success stories to share either from your corporate careers or your roles at Seasons? Maybe it's best to share with you what we have heard from the Seasons Leadership Program. We have a participant that I did get permission from to share this story. And so it really illustrates the value of coaching. This woman was just under 30 and had been in the workforce for several years, but currently was having a difficult time. She was just in the wrong place. She did not see herself as a leader, first of all, because she had the mindset of a young professional. She was just, quote unquote, starting out, but also with the additional weight of a very negative boss who had undermined her confidence. When she joined Season's Leadership Program, she was the youngest person in the cohort and immediately asked herself, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. Well, of course, Debbie and I didn't believe that, nor did any of the other cohort members. She stayed, and over the course of the year, she stepped into leadership. And this is what she said in her own words. 
Two inspiring female coaches not only provided me with the insight I needed to gain a new perspective on myself and my experiences, but helped me form my own plan on how to lead my own life. That's right. Even with no one around me seeing me as a leader, I learned something invaluable. I am always the leader of my own story. And now with the tools gained from Debbie and Susan and the loving and safe community of female entrepreneurs from this past year and seasons, I feel I can finally work towards owning and full living my leadership role and possibly expanding it outside myself. Despite 2020 being a horrible year with many challenges globally, I feel like I've had one of the best years yet. I strongly encourage others to truly invest in the course, and I promise you, you'll see it. At, it's actually fun to grow yourself. I'm tempted to take the course all over again. Hmm. And I hope, she, I hope she does. Me too, Susan. <laughs> I will say that my coaching experiences have been varied. You know, I've had clients at different levels with different goals that they're trying to achieve. Sometimes I'm hired directly by the client and other times I'm uh, doing contract coaching for another program or I've been hired by upper management to coach one of their employees or executives. But regardless of how I was brought on as a coach, success in coaching is always related to the client achieving the goals that they have set forth and maybe even having a breakthrough in a session or between sessions. Either way, success is defined by the client. And as a coach, I succeed when my client succeeds. And if you're listening and looking for an executive coach, I encourage you to check out the Seasons Leadership Development Program, where you can get access to Debbie and Susan as your coaches. Right, ladies? Yes, our 2021 program is now out open for applications. Our participants get access to coaching at a fantastic rate. You can apply at www.seasonsleadership.com. We are happy to answer any questions the listeners might have. So just contact to contact us via the website. And we're really excited about how the 2021 cohort is shaping up. 2021 is a fresh start after all. Everyone survived 2020 and investing in yourself is a great way to put it behind you and start fresh. Apply now and be part of this exciting opportunity. So next, can you tell our listeners what areas you often work in the most and what are your specialties or primary strategies as a female coach? Do you have a specific approach or philosophy when it comes to coaching someone? Well, Marianne, I most often work in business, executives, owners, or other business leaders, but that doesn't mean that the coaching or the client's goals are always related to the business. Both Susan and I have over 30 years of corporate business experience under our belts, so we know common business dilemmas and obstacles, and we can definitely speak the business language so that we can better relate to our clients and what they're experiencing. That said, we meet the client where they are, and we work on what they want to work on. They may have an overarching goal for a long-term coaching agreement, which is the reason they sought out a coach. But even then, their goal for a particular session is always set by them, the client. There are no primary strategies relative to being a female coach. Coaches are focused on client outcomes. It's always about the client. Now, if we happen to have a female client and that client is dealing with an issue or obstacle that relates to her being female, she may feel more comfortable with a female coach. 
But really, the coach's or client's gender doesn't really factor into the equation because we're all just people. And the coaching process focuses on the client. You are probably getting from everything I just said that the specific approach when coaching someone is this. Meet the client where they are. Work on what they want to work on. Be curious. Help the client increase their awareness and find the answers that are already within them. Be their champion and help them stretch and grow. I don't know about you, but I'd want Debbie or Susan as my executive coach if I didn't know them already. So let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit and talk about steps you should take if you get the opportunity to be coached. So grab your pens, listeners. It's time to take some notes. According to John Matten, one of the world's top executive coaches and the co-founder of the Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching Franchise, there are five steps you should take in order to prepare for executive coaching. Number one, you should set goals to prepare your direction of study. Number two, you should be open to hearing and learning from new perspectives. Three, you should commit to the process. Four, you should offer and listen to feedback. And last but not least, number five, carry your coaching lessons into your future strategies. Susan, can you tell us about a time where you found these types of questions helpful for your coaching clients? Yes, and these are great. This is a great outline for how to prepare for coaching. And I'll just elaborate a little bit for clarity. The, the first step is to want coaching. Most people, when engaging with a coach for the first time, really don't know what to expect. But if they're sincere about wanting a change or a development, they'll be successful. This is about committing to the process and also trusting it. Show up and be present and things will work out. You will get out what you put in with coaching. The next thing is to be open to a new experience and a way of being with another person, which is another perspective. Your coach isn't going to tell you what to do or judge you or criticize your thoughts and ideas. Your coach is your partner for thinking and will be the best listener you probably ever had. You will go deep, which might be uncomfortable if you haven't experienced this before, but this is where the transformations happen if you are honest with yourself and trust the process. You will reveal what is at the root of your desires and get clear on how you can achieve your goals. And setting goals is important, as well as tracking progress. Your coach will support you as an accountability partner in staying on track to achieve those goals. And the feedback you might get from a coach is different from what you would get from, say, your boss. For example, if I'm working with a client on a business situation and they're working through pros and cons, but avoiding any cons because they really are committed to a certain outcome, the feedback I would give is to notice that they are omitting the cons and asking them if they've also noticed this. We could then dialogue about the underlying reason and the result could be that by adding the cons, other possibilities have now opened up better than the outcome they were committed to in the first place. The feedback usually is about opening up more possibilities and choices. Debbie and I use a flexible framework with coaching, so we don't go into a session with a cookie cutter approach. Experiencing coaching is always a personalized experience. 
being open to possibilities and opportunities is always the best approach. So when you sit down to plan your executive coaching strategy for a client or a business, what steps do you also take in order to learn what goals they want to achieve and their ideal outcomes? Well, when we contract with a new client, the first thing that usually happens is a 30 to 60 minute exploratory session. This gives the client a feel for the coaching process and gives both the coach and the client an idea whether they're a good fit. It's important that both of them feel there's good chemistry and a good fit. Coaching involves trust and dealing with some pretty personal topics, and you go deep, as Susan said. So if you as a client don't trust your coach or don't feel comfortable with them, you're not likely to be as open as you could be, and that means you might not get as good of outcomes as you would if you're completely open and candid, as Susan stated in that last answer. Once the client and coach have agreed to proceed forward, we have an intake session. That's usually a longer session that includes setting an overall goal or goals that the client wants to achieve during the course of coaching. In each coaching session, we start by setting what is called the coaching contract. This is a set of questions that the coach asks the client, including what they want to work on that day. In other words, we end up setting a goal for that specific session. The client also defines how we'll know when that goal has been achieved or their ideal outcomes. We spend the bulk of the session in a dialogue that helps the client access the knowledge that is already inside them and to work together to make progress towards their ideal outcomes. Often, especially with executive clients, the coaching session is the only time that they spend focusing on themselves and their goals. It sometimes seems like miracles occur during the session simply because they are taking a pause from the normal activities and focusing on one thing, themselves. Also, sometimes the client changes the goal they're going for during the course of a session because other ideas and opportunities they hadn't thought of before present themselves. The universe always seems to be presenting us with opportunities, and if we're quiet and aware enough to listen to those ideas, it can be transformational. Then, at the close of each session, we ask the client whether they achieved the goal described at the beginning of the session and what they learned during the session. Coaching is a collaborative process, and many clients have described it as magical. It's wonderful that coaching is always centered on the client and their goals. Is there a common thread or piece of feedback that you hear from your clients also on a regular basis about this? Oh, Marianne, I'm so glad you asked that question. Uh, The theme that I've gotten from many clients once we were into the coaching process, and I have to say it really surprised me, is this. Thank you for making this coaching thing so easy. They tell me they didn't know what to really expect and were intimidated or even scared of how it would go and whether they would be good clients. That blew me away, that it's a common theme among people who are experiencing coaching for the first time. A second piece of feedback that I often get, maybe because we as coaches ask the clients at the end of each session, is that the client really did learn something, got a lot out of the session, and it was very helpful to them. It's very gratifying as a coach to get that feedback. Because the coaching is always centered on the client and their goals, when they take steps towards achieving those goals, it makes me feel good as their coach. My purpose is making a positive difference for others, and coaching and then getting that type of feedback really makes me feel I'm achieving that purpose. So how did all of this and your coaching experience influence your decision to build the Seasons Leadership Development Program? 
Uh, let me answer that one. In the first episode of this podcast, Debbie and I talked a little bit about this, but it really was around the realization that after our long careers, we wished we would have known what we know now, and we are still learning. It comes down to the bottom line, invest in yourself. When Debbie and I talked about our careers, we realized that we relied on others to invest in us instead of investing in ourselves. We were lucky we had a generous company, and so we were able to get additional training and and support, but it was really based on what our company wanted for us. When I talk to people today, many say they would love to take part in our program, but their company won't pay for it. And I understand that because I did that myself. However, my new perspective is that is short-sighted. The most important investment you can make is in yourself and not wait for someone else to do it. It doesn't have to be season's leadership, of course, but it should be something to keep you developing, learning, moving forward to your goals and not someone else's. We just had a wonderful speaker panel at our 2020 season leadership capstone event with five successful business women from various backgrounds and ages. And the feedback was unanimous from them all. Invest in yourself, take control. And here's a good example, another analogy. And Debbie and I love aviation examples. And you may have heard this one, but it's so true, it's worth repeating. When you're up in an airplane, the attendant says to you, In case of emergency, put your own mask on first before helping others. This is so true. Invest in yourself because if you don't, you can't help anybody else. Mm, What a wonderful story, especially when you say invest in yourself. I love that. And while we're on the subject of this season's leadership program, how do you specifically incorporate coaching into the program? Uh, We offer one hour of complimentary coaching so the participants can experience what coaching is all about. Then we offer the coaching to the participants one-on-one in between workshops so they can focus and make progress on their individual goals. This coaching is available to our year-long program participants at a greatly discounted rate, yet another benefit of the season's program. And one other way to take advantage of coaching is that Susan and I are available to do two-on-one business coaching to help a client work through a particular business issue or get over a hurdle. We did that this year and had great success with the participants who opted for that opportunity during our Seasons Leadership Program. So if you haven't signed up for Seasons, I hope today was a great insight to help you understand Debbie and Susan's coaching styles and offerings. As we come to a close for today's episode, ladies, do you each have one final piece of advice for our listeners who may want to use a coach to help them find success? Yes. I want to remind everyone listening that anyone can benefit from having a coach. You may have them for a short time to achieve a specific goal or longer time for a long-term goal or any approach you want to take. Regardless, You can benefit from having an objective partner to help you move from functioning to excelling. When considering a coach, please make sure 
that you seek out a coach that is ICF certified. That is the International Coach Federation. Anyone can hang on a shingle and call themselves a coach. And for this important investment in yourself and your future, you want to be sure that your coach has been certified to a rigorous set of coaching and ethical standards. That's right. And so give it a try. Make it a priority to invest in yourself from this day forward. Just jump in. Remember what we said about finding the right coach for you. If the chemistry isn't right on your first try, don't give up. Keep looking until you find the perfect coach for you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you both again so much for taking the time to share your stories and inspirational ideas with us today. Tune in on Women Wednesdays for more episodes. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me today on the Women in Leadership podcast series. If you loved our podcast, we encourage you to sign up for the Seasons Leadership Coaching Program, a year-long leadership program for women designed to support your growth and success as a professional. The program was created to help motivate female leaders and further their self-awareness to live into their potential while making a difference. For more information or to register yourself for Seasons Leadership, visit their website at seasonsleadership.com. And follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn to stay connected. See you next time.